All right, all right, all right. So wanted to uh, get into a quick thought here. Just a quick thought. Uh, <laughs> you know, as as I go through these segments, it's pretty much what it, what I wanted to be about is just, um, you know, I call it a quick thought, but basically, uh, you know, just things as I as I go through and I read and study or or as God, you know, I feel as God is revealing things to me. That's my personal belief. Uh, take it or leave it. It's cool with me. Um, but I give God credit for a lot of things um, because he's that awesome. Um, it's not that I'm putting things on God because I don't believe that. I don't believe that you just uh, say, oh, yeah, you know, let's, let's put it on God and make it sound, you know, all, you know, magnificent and bigger than what it really is. Uh, nah, if, if it was something that I just wanted to strongly, uh, you know, that I felt strongly about, uh, you know, had a strong opinion on rather, and I just wanted to try to back that opinion with something that I believe people would believe quicker than they would just believe me, that's different. And, and you know, and I can definitely see how, uh, you know, if you see a couple of those experiences, it's misconstrued that everybody else is doing the same thing. That's not what's happening here. Like, I'm, I'm not one to just be on and just say a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I'm not one that's out to prove everybody wrong. So I want to put out, you know, um, you know, as much knowledge, quote unquote, that I can um, so that people will see that I'm super, you know, smart or saved or or that God favors me or whatever like that. None of the above. Um, God puts things in my heart, my mind. Um, I, I get um, revelation, if you will inspiration if you will aspiration like from the word as i read or or as as things are presented to me uh in the word by others uh, god sparks things inside my mind my heart uh my thinking my my viewpoint perspective and then from there comes whatever whatever it may be and then i even test that a lot of times uh, on the word itself of course first and foremost in prayer with god um first and foremost and then you know, talking to, uh, because there's safety in the multitude of wise counsel. So I will talk a lot of times with those who are close to me, who God has uh, in my life, and also uh, those in in uh, positions of wis- wisdom <clears throat> in my life. And and those individuals help me as well. So with all of that being said, like, so, so basically what I'm trying to say here is I'm not trying to present a new doctrine. I'm not trying to, uh, to say that if you don't believe the way I believe that you're not, that you're not saved, that you don't know God. Um, I'm saying simply this, if there's something in what I'm saying that resonates with you, I want the Holy Spirit to be, uh, the catalyst for that. I want God to be, uh, you know, to get all the glory for that. And I wanted to lead us to a place where we are on one accord in thinking this thing through with God and allowing God to speak to us. Now, that still may look different for both of us, uh, but at least one accord for who the source is and the general direction that the source is taking us. All right. So I just wanted to get that out of the way first. So basically what I want to talk about in this quick moment here is the difference, if you will, between what I what I would consider to be um, creation and what I would consider to be uh, being born when it comes to sin in particular. Um, because I feel like what, what's happening with us a lot of times is we're trying to define and categorize things in life and even understand things in God. But I don't think we're really truly giving 
the proper attention to those two concepts, birth and creation. Creation coming first, birth coming second. Now, here's why I'm going to introduce this, because there's a lot of things that's happening in our society where people want to claim that um, God created them that way. Um, or at least that's the thought. When people say birth, they're, they're actually, to me, in my eyes, they're actually saying creation without understanding that first there has to be a creation and then birth. But birth itself has, there's issues with being born. <laughs> All right. So, so, you know, so let me get to a place here so you can understand. Okay. So looking at scriptures, most of us that are in um, anything dealing with Jesus, Yahshua, as our savior in dealing with anything biblically, you understand that there is a lot of key concepts that you just cannot get past foundationally if you're actually talking about Jesus Yahshua. And that is uh, some of those things are, are, you know, just the fact that he is the creator, the fact that man was created by God, um, the fact that, uh, that, you know, the only way to, you know, back to the father is through Jesus Yahshua as, as you know, the source of our salvation that he was sent to the world for us uh, to forgive us of our sins, to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins so that we may be able to experience everlasting life. And, and first of all, have relationship with God, with our Savior, with Yahweh, um, the Most High, but then also uh, to be able to to have that rebirth, if you will, as there were birth again, um, so that we can actually experience eternity with him. So we understand that those are all key concepts and important. I think another one that's important that I don't really hear taught as far as the way that, that you know, that I'm seeing it here is the difference between birth and creation, okay? We... We know that a key concept in what, you know, everything we just covered, but another key concept in this thing is, is the concept of sin, right? We understand that we are sinners saved by grace, the grace of God. There's no need for salvation if there's no sin. So we understand this. We understand how important it is to, to know that there is a thing called sin. And for those that maybe even on a novice level, maybe you don't know anything about this spiritual uh, you know, journey that we called, uh, you know, Christianity, faith in God, um, you know, Bible, Bible believing, um, you know, people of, of the most high. Maybe this is your first time hearing some things. You're like, what is sin? Sin is disobedience to God um, and, and, uh, and everything that is uh, against God that is not, that is not actually his actual will for us. Um, it's disobedience is the best way to describe it. Disobedience against the, the word of God and the will of God, right? So in looking at that, and that being one of the key concepts, I think it's very important to understand how we define sin, okay? Understanding that it's disobedience and how also we define how we get to a place of sin in our lives or what is considered sin in our lives. Okay. So, um, some scriptures that prove, if you will, or that, or that we often use to, to push the narrative, if you will. Um, and it's not just pushing a narrative, uh, because we're trying to create our own story. Like it's pushing a narrative of God that we understand is the story of God and creation and man. 
Okay, so in order to 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 get that understanding across, we see scriptures like Psalms fifty one and five, um, where the psalmist says, "Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me." Okay, so in other words, once we're born, we're born, we're shaped in iniquity, right? Because Adam and Eve, the first man and woman that God created actually did disobey God and sin. And through them came the birth of sin and the rebirth of sin over and over again. For every person that comes into the earth, you're born, shaping in iniquity, okay? Born into sin, born in sin, okay? Because of that disobedience. So creation was once perfect. Ah, I love it. Creation was once perfect. Now, I'll even say this. Creation has always been perfect. Okay, so let me let me stop right there because I want people to understand what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say that, um, you know, that sin did not occur and that sin does not exist. No, I'm saying that when God created the earth and when he created man and woman, he created perfection because he's not imperfect. We sometimes, I think, want to put our armor on God instead of understanding that God's armor is what we are trying to not necessarily fit into because we're never fit into it, but that we're, we're even trying to, to, to place in the proper places um, to fit us the way it need to fit us because it, it'll never fit us like him. He's only one. It's only one God. But we, we try to do that. Like, like here, God put our armor on. No, 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 no. That's not how it works here. Um, I'm the one that created. I'm the creator. When I did it, I did it perfect. So there's nothing that drop my phone. There's nothing out here that says, hey, <laughs> I messed that up. I, God, created something imperfect. No, creation has always been perfect. What has not always been perfect is man. Mankind has not always been perfect. We started out that way. And we got off track through disobedience. And because we did that and we had dominion over this, the earth, the earth felt the wrath of it as well. Most theologians believe this. They understand this. But sometimes I think we don't look at it from a deep enough uh, standpoint in, in order to really understand it, like in order to really absorb that thing and get that thing. Uh, because we put so much emphasis on how we feel about a thing, right? Instead of realizing that God made you perfectly, but then you had to be born. He created you perfectly, perfectly, but then you had to be born. And that is where a lot of the, the stress, the strain, the mess, the issues, that's where all of that stuff comes from. It doesn't come from God. In other words, God did not do an imperfection in you. And then say, okay, that's what it is. He did not do us. He did not commit us, um, uh, create a committing of sin in you. Okay, that sin nature came from the disobedience of the very first man and woman. Because we were all in the loins. Okay, we were all wrapped up in the DNA of that first man and woman. Because that's our ancestor. That's our tree. Our tree goes all the way back to the first one, Right. Because that is our lineage, then we have to understand that that sin, that imperfection fell upon us. We too were created perfect. 
We were perfection in Adam until perfection was broken by disobedience because of sin. Now, all of a sudden, we're no longer perfect. We now walk in sin and iniquity. We now have issues where perfection once reigned supreme because we, we, only was, we were only the product of a perfect God. Good gracious. And had we stayed in obedience and walked in, in the perfection that he laid out for us, we would have never had to worry about the imperfection of sin. In other words, if you stay in obedience, you don't have to worry about disobedience. That, as some will say, will preach, right? Okay, so, you know, holding this thing, let me hold this thing together. I'm holding the road because I just want to be a few more minutes. Let me hold it in the road. Okay, so where am I going with this? Let me, I'm, I'm going to get there. Please bear with me, but I'm going to get there. Okay, so uh, just reading a few more scriptures. Uh, let's see. So Psalms 58 and 3, the wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born, um, speaking lies, uh, you know, so just showing that uh, we can be born into this iniquity. And as we're born into it, there's a certain, you know, iniquity that that some some may come in and, they, and then as soon as they're coming, it's wickedness. It's just there. But it wasn't because God created something wicked. Not even the devil. Oh my goodness, did I just say that I did? When you go back to the history of uh, you know, the 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 uh the enemy for us, the evil, you know, the the one who uh, deceived Adam and Eve in that garden, the serpent who was possessed by uh the entity of the devil who was the falling angel that God had created in perfection, who disobeyed first, who rebelled first who went against God first, who created iniquity and sin first. It wasn't possible until it became possible. I guess it was possible, but it wasn't going to be a thing for us if it wasn't a thing already. And that thing became a thing because of what this, this, you know, this angel who was made in perfection, created, perfected, created perfectly but got so high on itself because of the wonderment that God had created within it and the beauty that it had within it. I mean, just, just richly able to bring uh, other angels into worship and to be able to just create this atmosphere uh, of worship, this God-like atmosphere. And because of that, this creation decided that it was going to be God, that it was going to be like God. And a third of the other created beings, angels, were cast down with it because of the deception. So here you go. At the very beginning, there's a creation, and then there's a choice that birth out sin. Okay, all right. So now let's get here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Romans 5 and 12. This one is actually good. Two, uh, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. So by one man, sin came in, okay, by one man. Now, sin came into the world because even though that serpent was possessed by an entity that had, that had rebelled and disobeyed, the world was, had, had dominion based on man. Man was the, was the dominant one. 
in the earth because the authority was given unto man from God. So without man listening to the serpent, there is no authority for sin and disobedience and rebellion to exist in the earth. It was only the temptation of such by which once man then subjected itself to that, then came the fall, not just of man, but the, the fall of the perfection that was on earth and the protection that was there from God because the dominion was given to man. So that, that, that curse came down on all of the creation in the earth realm because the one who was given the authority, he fell. This, this thing is so deep. Like it's so much that I can say here because what I really want us to understand is this is why we're seeing failure as, as, uh, as men of God. This is why we're seeing failure in our households. This is why we're seeing failure in our communities. It's because we're not understanding the importance of what God has created inside of us, what God has done in us. Because we're not recognizing that importance, we are flirting with things of the world and introducing things of the world, but we don't realize that we're tainting everything and everybody around us. So when we introduce certain things into our lives and into uh, you know, our homes and into our situations, then we are introducing that issue into our entire generations, those in our loins, those that we are overseers of. When we are out of place, the dominion is with us. The dominion is with us. That's how powerful and strong it is, this connection that we have in God as God's created beings, but also as those of us who have really coming under the knowledge and understanding of who God is in our lives. It's so important that through that relationship, we realize the authority that we have uh, to stand against, but also the authority that we have to allow things to come in that don't belong. So that dominion was there. It was like almost as if we handed it over to the enemy because we allowed the enemy to take us into a place of sin and disobedience. So by one man, Adam, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. So that discretion fell upon all of us. Why? Because we were in Adam. We're in him. That was our great, 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 all the grace you want to say, grandfather. So it fell on all of us. It's almost like the concept of uh, you have a family who <clears throat> they have a business before you even come along, before you even, before you're even thought of. But then you get to a certain age and you got lawyers calling and saying, hey, there's a family debt that's hanging over you guys' head. This is your great, 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 whatever, grandfather, whatever. They started this thing. Uh, was doing good. It got bad. People made bad decisions and brought this curse on your family. So now, you are going to have to be responsible. Even though you might have not done anything directly yourself, you are responsible for this. So you, you got some stuff you need to do in order to make this right. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. I wasn't even there. That doesn't matter. Because guess what? Here's the flip side of that coin. What if the business is successful and it's doing great? Guess who gets to enjoy the benefits of that business? You do. Bet you a lot of people wouldn't turn it down and be like, wait a minute, hold on. You gonna give me this, uh, you know, this billion dollar uh, enterprise? I didn't have nothing to do with that. I don't want that. Very few people will say that. 
So we have to take the good, the bad, the happy, sad, the ugly all together because it's all a part of this authority and dominion that we have that came from our first created father on earth, which was Adam, right? Our forefather on earth, which is Adam. But it was given unto us by God. So this was God's will for man the whole entire time, is that I'm going to create uh, a being in my likeness and image, okay? That's how, that's how much he thinks of us. We are not like any of the animals or even the angels. We were made in his image and likeness, and I'm going to give them dominion over a realm called earth for them to dwell, populate, make more in the image of me that, uh, that are also in the image of them so that I can see my kingdom grow and my influence spread and everything that I have, have, have you know, everything in, in my heart to do because it's, at the end of the day, this is a love story. I tell people all the time, for me, the Bible is a love story between God and man. He's showing how much he loves us and what we mean to him. And so it's wonderful once you start to realize that because you see um, the poetry in it. Um, you know, you see the karma, the, the, some would call it, or uh, the cause and effect. You know, you see the plot. But it's not like a story written like any other because it's not a story that is fictional. Uh, this is a real account. These are real things that is happening, real stuff that we're experiencing. So anyway, all right. So head it. I promise you, around the third, headed home here. Okay. So what we understand from the scripture that we are all that we have already uh, read and, and understand is that there was a perfection in creation because it was created by a perfect God. But then there was a sin or disobedience that happened under the dominion and the rulership of mankind in which that authority was then dismantled, if you will. All right. It was dismantled. It was cursed. Everything was messed up because of a disobedience. That disobedience then caused sin and iniquity and death to come upon the creation that was once perfect. So God did everything right. God did everything perfect. Man made mistakes. And that perfection has turned into a fight for the authority of mankind. Because what is fighting for the authority of mankind? What is fighting? What is fighting is the true dominion and purpose for mankind in God, okay, which is obedience to God and relationship with God, and then the disobedience and the disarray of sin and iniquity and the enemy who is the deceiver trying his best to keep us off kilter when it comes to that connection with God, right? So where is all this heading as far as my life? Let me break it down. Here's my theory because of all of these things that we just talked about, that I just that I just stated with you guys, right? Here is my theory. My theory is simple. Sometimes we look at a situation and we say, I was born that way. And in a way, I believe you. Why? Because I believe we were all born into sin. Sin puts things on us. But here's where I would argue it being the will of God. Because just because you were born that way, or you were born feeling or, or born in sin, doesn't mean that it's God's will for you to stay that way. And it definitely does not mean that it was God's will from the jump for that to be who you are. Why? Because it wasn't. Because he created you perfect. His creation is perfect. He wants you back in the realm of perfection. 
So for someone to come to me and say, I'm a born killer, my argument would be, yeah, you probably was born into sin like all of us. And that sin, that particular anger, aggression and curiosity with death and, and having control over, over whether someone lives or dies, that probably did jump on you somewhere in the midst of all the wickedness that is the, 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 the iniquity that we're shaped in. But you weren't created to be a killer, which means that if you are able to connect with the one and only true and living God, then you will be able to connect to a purpose that goes beyond this realm of sin and iniquity and death in which we live in, which, which means that through that relationship, he can cleanse you, can cleanse your mind, your heart, the way that you see things, your perspective, even how you feel and gravitate towards certain things. He can check that and help you grow to a place to where you no longer have the urge the same way to kill or destroy. Because you will start to see yourself the way that he created you instead of what you were born into. And you will recognize the two for what they really are. To the place to where in God, you will be able to actually see yourself for who you are and be honest with yourself and say, wow, there's some things that I feel. There's some things that's in me. There's some things that I connect with that is not like God who created me. Therefore, it is not what I was purposed for and what I was purposed to be. Therefore, it is not something that I should just be doing. Some of us need help with that. That's where I feel like mental health comes in and it's a real thing because some of us can't just handle that on our own. We can't just develop that relationship with God on our own. We need help. We need help to, to help lead and guide us so that we can get to a place that is safe for us to be able to grow in God, safe for us to be able to, to balance out the, the things that may be going on in our minds and, and, in our, and in our hearts because of this sin and iniquity thing. Things are out of whack, they're out of balance. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you can even have a chemical imbalance going on because of sin and, and, and iniquity, right? These things are the things. This is the driving mechanism that has us all, all worked up and all crazy right? It is that because the wages of sin is death. <clears throat> so when these things equate and they come together, they lead to things dying instead of things living. But God is only about life. That's what he's about. He's about life. That's what he knows. That's what he is. Life, love. That's who God is. So what he created was in that realm. There was no death. There was no iniquity and, and shame and sinfulness. But disobedience is the connector there that says, okay, now there is an opportunity through choice. But I feel like God had to give choice. The reason why I feel like God had to give choice is because if God didn't give choice, then I think it stains what would be a true affectionate relationship. Because I don't care what anybody say. If a person is born into a, a um, situation to where they're already accounted for and given away in a marriage as soon as they're born. I don't see that as being the same level of love. It can grow to that. Don't get me wrong. I think our relationships are, are just it's phenomenal what God can do in relationships. But I, don't, I, I think it can get there. 
But I think what trumps that is when a person truly is able to exercise their right to choose in relationship. And then from there, develop something that's great in God. Now, let me throw this out there. Relationship done the way that it was created it to be done, the way God created it to be done. In other words, there are people that we connect with on a level that is spiritual, both male and female, that we are able to come together and have a spiritual chemistry to do things beyond just the, the, the regular acquaintance. But I do think that because of sin and iniquity, sometimes we take that and we see it, but then sin and iniquity drives us to do things with that person that is not godly, that is not the will of God, that is not what God created us for, is what we were born into. We saw certain images, we felt certain things, and now we're taking something and confusing it because we're putting these other feelings and emotions that come from sin and iniquity instead of really honing in on the spiritual aspect of it through creation. God, what did you purpose this to be? That's something that I failed that earlier in my life. I connected with people and when there was a connection, I ran with that and then I made it uh, a sexual thing because of attraction, you know, and, and the fact that, you know, um, lust, you know, and so I made it something more than what it needed to be. Uh, and I tainted that connection. Okay. Just being honest, I got to keep it real. I think that it happens in, you know, and, and once again, this is, this is my perspective, but I think that's what happens in homosexuality. I think it's the same thing as a heterosexual relationship that is not going in the direction that God wanted to go in because God didn't mean for it to become lustful. He didn't mean for it to become physical. He meant for it to serve a purpose that, that's based on what he created us to do, but not necessarily what we were born in iniquity feeling and experiencing and how we tainted that thing in the sin that we're living in. I think it's the same concept. Two people were supposed to have a chemistry. They were supposed to have a relationship. They were but it was not supposed to get physical. It was not supposed to get lustful. It was not supposed to become something outside of what God naturally created it to be. And that's what everything, not just relationships between, but you know, male, male, female, female, male, female, it's with everything. There is so many things that we are walking into when it comes to life that we're experiencing that God did want for us but we have gotten away from what he created us to do and what is purposeful because of our own natural urges and desires and temptations that come from the sin and iniquity that we were born in. So that puts us in a position that is hard, is tough. We need God in order to even understand it and to start to, to piece things together so we can even know how to walk it out. Otherwise, we're just going to go based on what we feel. And we'll even take scripture and, and justify it. some of the things that we feel and some of the things that we believe in. I hear people all the time talking about what they're praying for. You can ask God for something that is not his will. You can. You can ask him. And because we are free more ages, but also because we are um, made in his image, there's a certain amount of created power, if you will, that's in all of us to where we can, we can make some things happen. We can make some true mess uh, and some true beauty. 
And then we can attribute all of that to the one and only living God. We really can. But there are blessings that can come to us just from us being created. <laughs> blessings just from being a creation of this great, marvelous, wonderful, mighty, loving, graceful God that we serve. Yahweh, Yahweh, the most high God. Yes, so many great things, right? But then there's so many things that we can get ourselves into based on the urges, the temptations, the issues that flow from the iniquity and the sin that we are born into. So until we really start to understand that and see that for what it is, until we really take that thing, that bull by the horn, if you will, <clears throat> and wrestle that thing down and really, really look at it for what it is, we're going to continue to do things and say, it's the will of God, or this is how God made me, or this is just who I am, or this is how I was born, and not understand that there is a difference between where you are today and where God intended you to be when you were created. I, myself personally, want to get to the place where I am walking into and walking out the things in which God created for me to do, to, uh, to walk out, the purpose that he wanted for me, beyond the sin and iniquity that I was born and shaped into, which means that I have to subject myself to the will of God, to the spirit of God, to the word of God, and, and get as close to the creator as I can so that I can even begin to understand the creation that I am and the difference between who he made me versus what I was born into. The influence and some of the things that was already on my family and in, in the lineage, you know what I'm saying, already in the bloodline for me to have to deal with and fight with that I had to come into, that now I'm trying to grasp it and understand it. These things are so godly and important for us to just really, to really just get this down, you know. And so this was pressed upon my heart. I wanted to share this. I wanted to put this out there. Um, I know everybody's not going to agree with it. I know there's going to be several people that have different takes, different perspectives. That is 100% cool, um, you know, because we all have to have um, our own personal uh, perspective on things. And, and, and plus, you know, we all should have our own relationship with God. And so if God is saying something different to you, or, you know, if you feel like God is saying something different to you, showing you something different, hey, I, I'm not going to argue with that within you because that's your relationship. Um, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. And if it resonates with what God is doing in your life, it should be the same God, the same spirit. If it is, then, you know, we can connect and maybe we can help each other build on it because, like I say, this is a new thing for me that God is showing me. But I, but I feel so compelled about it. It's been on me for, uh, for a while, and so I really just want to to put it out there to say, okay, you know, does this speak to some the same way? Um, is it something that I can help people to understand? Because I think sometimes we just fold when it comes to sin, and we say, okay, that's just what it is. That's how God made me. I mean, I, I don't, I can't explain why I keep doing the same thing over and over again. Well, I can. It's called sin. It's called it's called sin and iniquity. We were shaped. We were born. We were shaped in it. We were born into it. But that's not who you are, as far as the Creator is concerned. He didn't create you to be that way. He didn't create you to have to struggle with the same thing over and over and over and over again. 
you can break the cycle. The cycle can be broken, but you need the one who is not bogged down by it, who is not oppressed by it, who is, who is not under the spell of sin. The one who has keys to death, hell, and the grave. The one who has already overcome the enemy. That's who you need. That's whom guidance you need. And then not only that, but his presence. And then not only that, but because we are in this sin, you actually need ongoing help, ongoing advocacy, ongoing good practices. And that still does not guarantee that you won't have an issue. But it should guarantee that you will grow to a point to where it's not as easy for that issue to plague you. It's not as easy for that issue to overwhelm you and overtake you because you start to see it for what it is. You start to identify and you start to, to seek God the way you should on what you really need to be focusing in on and how to separate the two things, even in, in the realm of thought, so that you can stop proclaiming things that is not the will of the Most High God. Thank you for your time, for those who who are who are you know listen. I went way longer, way way longer than what I wanted to um, initially, because I really wanted this to be like a 15, 20 minute segment. It's double that. Um, <clears throat> but I thank you for your patience. Thank you for your time. If it spoke to you, uh, you know, share. If there if there's perspective you have, you know, hit me up. Share it with me. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, help me out, help a brother out. I, I would love to hear it. I would love to see if what it is. And, um, yeah, until next time, um, you know, uh, may God get all the glory and, uh, let me do this real quick. Let me, let me do a quick prayer. Um, you know, and, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll close it out that way. Father, in the name of Jesus, Yahshua, God, thank you for every set of ears, eyes uh, that have come across uh, this piece of information. I pray that it be your will uh, based on what you created us for, God, based on what your will is for mankind. Um, I pray that it helps us to deal with sin and iniquity, that it helps us uh, to deal with how we can just get off, <laughs> you know, how we can just miss it. Um, how we're how we're we're coming into a world already um, that is full of rebellion, that is full of sin and death, uh, God. So help us to understand that, so that we may actually see you for who you are, and uh, and see things for what they are. That we may put you in the proper place that you're supposed to be as the head of our lives, so that we may get through things and seeing them for what they are, treating a tool like a tool, God. Um, giving you the wisdom, I mean, or taking from you the wisdom and giving you the acknowledgement and the glory that you deserve, being able to flow with you. God, there are people right now that are struggling and they've been struggling with this, these things, these concepts for a long, long time. And they felt like, you know, I was born into this and they were, they were born into sin. But God, that is not your will for their lives. That is not your will for mankind. So God, help them to see that thing for what it is and help them to grow beyond just accepting it for what it is uh, so that they may get to a place of deliverance to allow you into the proper places in their lives lord god as lordship as headship to be able to help them navigate the waters of sin iniquity and death and god once again i just love you and i thank you and i pray your will be done in jesus Yeshua name i pray amen all right y'all get off of here um yeah I pray that that uh that God uses uh this piece of information uh to really to really help you 
Um, I, I pray that he continue to help me and uh, and show me his way, which is uh, what we were created for. God bless.